All right, welcome back to another one of our great weekly market updates of what is going on with the Bay Area real estate market. And because we are in the first Saturday of the month, we're going to be looking at the data itself so that you're going to be able to see all the things that are happening of what has been going on in January of 2023 and how things are likely to progress moving forward. You're going to see some big trends. So if you are, are you thinking of buying a house, but you've been on the fence? Are you potentially thinking of selling because you've been waiting for prices to rise? You're going to know the answers of what you may want to do, regardless of all the news that is happening right now. You see, it's a very tricky market, but that's how real estate always is. And that's how the economy always is. Nothing is ever clear. If it is, then everything's on fire, right? Everything will be on huge appreciations if everything was, quote unquote, that good. Now, when you have news, like when we have news of like layoffs and things like that, that does make an impact, but doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have declines. You're going to see for yourself because there's a lot of things that are not being reported that you don't hear about because misery and these companies, whether it's media, whether it's LinkedIn posts, you're going to see those being magnified. And it's very important to be able to have a, an even keel. When the market is on, on fire, doesn't necessarily mean everything is good. Just like when the, previously the market had declined, doesn't mean everything is bad. It's always kind of in the middle. And you're going to see that for yourself. And this is why this is going to be one of my best episodes that I, would, I will do, especially this year. But I think I'm gonna, this is going to be one of the best episodes you're going to have. So stay tuned. Drop a subscribe if you haven't already. So hit a like, and then let's get going. Let's talk about the market update and market data itself. Take a look at this. This is the median sales price of Santa Clara County of all assets, single-family, condo, and townhome. You can see how things have, tr have trended. And I spoke about this before. December was the lowest point, and I suspected January figures. Wouldn't I thought January figures, to be fair, would probably have been similar to December. But remember this. January are transactions of December, right? I think because usually homes take like 30 days to close. So if it closed, if it got in contract, let's say end of December, it would be a January figure. So these were all transactions during December, which, as you remember, was some of the worst winters that we ever had in history. So there's already some very clear and evident signs of things changing. And this was already in a very bad month. Never mind the transaction that occurred right now in January, which if you're watching, you are probably either on the fence or you've been actively looking at homes. The things are changing. And so why is this? We'll talk about that momentarily. But it is important to note that this has changed. Now, for those that are saying, oh, I don't want to buy at the high. Let's look at these numbers again. The meet, the top of the price was at 161. And, and then the lowest was at 130. What does that mean? Let's do some math. That is a decline of 19%. That is a pretty big decline that has occurred during that time. And now you see things starting to reverse. Why are things starting to reverse? We'll talk about that. A lot of it has to do, quite frankly, with interest rates. And it's not just the rate itself. It's the direction of where the rates are going, which is more important, actually. Because in my my estimate, I would say if rates were 7%, but they were dropping towards 6%, there's going to be more interest in the rate stayed still at 6%. Because like the confidence level has changed, right? Because now people are getting into the markets. And this is happening across all assets. We'll talk about the stock market also momentarily too. That's also important. This 
interest rates impact everything, right? Impacts all assets and Bay Area assets are no different. So we'll talk about that and we'll see so that you can see for yourself, like all assets have been to the to the upwards and to the positives. Now, let's talk about a little bit about some other information related to this. You can see sales prices are reversed, and that's a very important indicator. Now, one of the questions I get a lot is like, we're just not seeing some, we're just not seeing many new listings. We're just not seeing much activity. And I would argue it depends. So let's take a look at new listings, the number of new listings. Let's just look at the data side of things. You can see in January, we have 837. Now, December was very dismal, right? 388. But every December is kind of that way. Now, the numbers tend to be, will increase pretty quickly as we are already into February. So as you can see, the numbers of February do jump up a lot versus January, the previous years. And it will be likely this case, this year the same too. You're going to see a big increase also in March. But really, the peak times is really between like February through June or July. That's when you get the most new listings. So for those that are on the fence, are like, I'm not seeing too many homes. On one end, you're going to see a whole lot more right now, which is February. On the other end, if you're still not seeing a ton of homes that would have worked, then it's very important to be honest with yourself and reassess, are you looking in the right areas? Because prices are also moving up now. Prices are also changing. They are going up. And so those are the things that you have to just decide on yourself. Like maybe do you increase the budget because your interest rate is also lower? Do you change the scope? Maybe you buy something a little bit smaller. Do you find a place a little bit further out, right? These are all things that you want to think about and modify so that you can potentially make something work that's realistic. So those are important things when it comes to people saying, oh, I'm just going to keep waiting to summer. No, you don't need to wait to summer. You are already getting into a good time of new listings, right? You can see for yourself. This is like things are starting to pick up pretty quickly. So those are important things to be mindful of. Let's take a look at... Um, Let's look at days to sell medium. I think this is going to be a helpful insight too. So days to sell medium has, has certainly picked up over the months. So as you can see, the days to sell for medium is now 20, was 21 days, which is the highest it has been in a while. Let's pull this back. Let's see how far back if it was any higher than that previously. So you can see it's, it's higher than what we have in the last couple of years. Let's pull this back even further. The highest since really, I mean, there are times in the last five years. So you can see uh, the the January 2020 was actually worse than what it is today. So what does that mean? What does days to sell media mean? It just means things have been on the market a little bit longer. But it means that for two reasons. There are many homes, especially now, that are going to be selling within a week because that level of interest and activity has certainly picked up. On the other hand, there are some people that have not adjusted to the market like sellers. So they're just really fishing for a number. So if they don't hit that number, they'll just wait. And, and fortunately, it's not that bad of an idea on their case now because the market is rising now versus before. But nevertheless, they, it may or may not hit that number. So they may just be compelled to wait and see. There isn't much distress that is happening for some of those individuals. And so that's why you will see a very big broad. You're going to see some that are going to sit on the market for a while. And you're like, what's wrong with the house? There's really maybe nothing wrong with the house. They may just be very aggressive in their pricing of what they hope to get. On the other end, you're going to still see things sell every week. So don't be surprised that you're going to see a lot of people into these open houses and you're going to see things go pending within a week. 
That's why. You're going to see that gap. Now, I suspect that over the months, you're going to see this actually decrease because there is a lot more activity. You don't have to believe me. I just I just go open houses every week. I just host a bunch of open houses every week. Go for yourself. Go to any open house that's new and measure it yourself. Does it feel crowded and is it crowded? And the answer is you will see it for yourself. And so that's a way to just understand like the level of interest. Where are things going? Just the, the trend of things. So those are always very important. The last thing I will bring up, and feel free to leave it in the comments below with what you think. Uh, what do you see? Do you see a lot of activity going when you go to open houses again? How does the interest level look like? I'm going to also just pull some other stats for some other areas because people may ask, what is going on in their county? Now, I my team covers every county in the Bay Area, so I am familiar with all the counties. So let's take a look at them all. So you can just see most of them have a very similar trend, though, and that's the kind of interesting part about this. Now, San Mateo County, as you can see, on the other hand, not the same results. Let me make sure I have the same stats for you guys. Yeah, January 22, January 2023. So San Mateo County, very interesting, right? It's not like Santa Clara County, which actually re has rebounded. It has actually gone, still has declined. So very interesting there. Potentially some opportunities that you may be able to have. Now let's take a look at Alameda County. Alameda County. Alameda County, same thing. Kind of interesting, right? It continues to have some declines versus before. Now let's look at Contra Costa County. And we'll wrap up with San, well, San Francisco. Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County has also declined from the previous figures. Really interesting to see. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, on the other hand, has been relatively flat, as you can see, uh, when it comes to the previous months. So interesting enough, Santa Clara County is the one that has been increasing. And why potentially is that? There's a lot of companies out in that region that have been mandating the return to office. So that may be part of the reason. Another part of the reason may be just there's just a it's just those are the areas that people may want to settle down. So we will continue to certainly monitor and see how this progresses. So why have things not continued to drop even during these kind of times? And the reason for that is a big part is related to interest rates. So let's take a look at interest rates. Now, certainly your interest rate may not be this. So you're always going to have to confirm with the lender. Every bank has maybe a little bit different, but it gives you a general sense. You can see the rates have dropped quite a bit from the highs on average, right? The highs was back in November at around 7.1%, 7.08%. Now it's been a full percentage drop and continues to be trending that way. Now, what does this mean then also for the general markets? If you may have noticed or you haven't noticed yourself, in uh, the stock market has certainly done very, very well if you're invested in the market. So a lot of people don't really see this because you don't, you wouldn't hear this. All you would hear is the world is ending. Everybody's laying off. Everything is going down. But look at what has happened since that time. Right? If you were to measure from the same time of when interest rates started to change, the market has been up 10% since then, right? And so it's just mindful and important for people to realize, like, if things are dropping like this when it comes to rates, just because the Fed has increased the Fed fund rate doesn't mean that these interest rates are going to be impacted because these are also more of a predictor of how the sentiment feels 
of what the Fed will likely do. And the fact that they only increased by the quarter shows some confidence that, hey, look, maybe they were we're getting very close to the end. And for a lot of people that know about the stock market, typically the stock market tends to be a little bit more of a forward thinking indicator. Generally, people say it's about six months indicator because look at this. The declines previously was in maybe like November of 2021. And that's when it declined by 21% since June. And then as you can see with the real estate market, the real estate market really was impacted around the April, May timeframe. So if this is the case, this is some really interesting signs. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be a guarantee that we're going to have a roaring change, but it is it is kind of interesting of what the what these players are doing and what investors are doing. And so that's important to be mindful of. Like there's a lot of things that have changed. You may have seen like Meta had a huge spike in terms of their reports, which was congratulations to them, right? Incredible. It's a lot of people thought they were going to go just not do, just not doing well. And so these are just interesting things to be mindful of as you hear all these different news outlets saying the world is ending and things like that. Now, I'm going to also share with you these different things that, that occurred, right? And this may, you know, this is a, like the, this year, just in general, it's just going to be a really tricky year. There's not going to be a clear consensus. This is going so good or so bad, though, to be fair. On one end, you have the rates increase, but they're increasing slower. So your interest rates are actually declining. And they're expected to continue to decline unless things change. Now, on the other hand, we've we've never seen anything like this. We have a still a massive job problem, as in we have too many jobs. Job report shows increase of 517,000 jobs in January versus 187,000. This absolutely smoked everything. There is no arguments to be had of like this kind of job number. Now, there are some downsides of this, which is kind of the funny part about this. Having too many jobs means maybe your wages might go up. And because your wages might go up, then there may be more inflation, which means they may have to keep raising rates to combat inflation. So it's always just like really interesting situation of jobs. Having too many jobs is bad. On the other end, these this shows like how strong the economy still is. All the people that are bearish, they would say this shouldn't have there's no there's no argument for this to have happened. I mean, there isn't. If things were really going bad, then you would see a lot less jobs and you would see unemployment pick up. But that's not the case. We actually see a lot of people getting back into the job market because there's a lot of people that sat out of the job market because they may have made too much money. They may have not needed to because the government was giving them too much money. So it was a combination of jobs uh increasing like the amount of job creation is increasing amount of people getting back into the workforce so overall like it's a really interesting sign of things right so there's no right or wrong about this but i mean it shows like how resilient the job market is especially at this stage in january which was many many months after the rate increases how it still looks now i do want to point out the other end now on one end it is super magnified. And I want to be very candid and transparent with this. On one end, there is sadness of any job loss. And I mentioned on my last show last week, I got laid off in 2008 in December. No, no, no. Sorry. I didn't get laid off, actually. I quit my job to join another company, and the company rescinded all offers. So it's actually way worse than getting laid off. That's as by far because there's no severance. There's nothing. They literally just rescinded all offers. So that is as worse as it can get technically if you were in a situation because you quit one 
and then you were about to join one and then they rescinded all offers. So that was far worse than anything that is happening for most people right now. Now, layoffs are obviously a very bad thing and it's a very upsetting thing, especially those that have visa situation, things like that. But you got to also understand this is not the layoff that I, as a salesperson, has experienced before. What does that mean? On one end, you just shouldn't feel too sad about these people in big tech that got impacted. Why is that? Because in, in, uh, in sales environments, let's say you have quotas and you don't meet quota, right? You don't meet quota. So you're like kind of on the blocks of cho being chopped and you don't, you don't hit quota. You may get laid off and you may get two weeks max of severance. If you're lucky, you may just, it may just be a straight up termination. It's like, thank you for, thank you for working here. You're not, you're not going to be employed anymore. Gone. But look at this. And this is important, right? This is very important. Even though Google has laid off 12,000 people, which is like five, 6% of their workforce on the global stage. What was their severance like? Laid off U.S. employees will receive pay through the notification period and receive a 16-week base severance package with an additional two weeks for every year of employment at Google. This is a very generous package that is not being reported that much. You're hearing like, oh, they're so immoral. I've been working there for a long time. If you were working there for five years, that would be an additional 10 weeks. That would be 26 weeks of severance pack of a severance package 26 weeks that is six months if you're there for five years even if you're just got hired you would have got a base package of four months of pay without working so and then you have six months of healthcare coverage so it's important to understand these things like it's kind of like interest it's very interesting because I bring this up because I caught up with some clients yesterday and it's always good to catch up with press clients, but I also caught up with a lot of other clients that work at Alphabet. And some people have joked, like wish they got laid off because like, holy cow, they got this kind of severance package and a lot of talent. You're not going to hear this, but there are a ton of companies still hiring today. And so because you have a ton of companies still hiring, you can technically now get paid twice for a lot of these talented individuals. And there are many people that are getting this because you don't lose this severance package if you find another job. You just you just add this on. So you're just getting double pay. And there are still many companies that are still continuing to hire very aggressively. They're not very public because that's getting that's getting diluted from all the layoffs that are happening. Make no mistake. That is being magnified. Look at just look at your LinkedIn. I look at my LinkedIn all the time. What are the top posts? They're all stories of people leave, of, of getting laid off and they want to find another job. And I, it's it's a it's an interesting thing though of like what LinkedIn is doing of magnifying these things, like it's very very clear what they're doing. Look at the top right corner, X Y Z layoffs, 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 layoffs. They're just showing this, but you just saw this massive job report too. You just there's a lot of quiet hiring that is happening right now too, that they're just not announcing it because maybe the investors don't like the people hiring people. It shows that they have more control over their finances. At the same time, they have at least four months of pay. Not just four months to find a job, but four months of pay. So quite frankly, they are very people are very fortunate to have this kind of circumstance. I remember when I had to go through these situations, there was nothing. And most will have nothing. So it's actually a very, very 
it's I mean, it's a very it's I have mixed feelings about it. Right. On one end, it's like I feel bad for people that are affected on their on their end. This is not bad. And a lot of people use this as an opportunity to do a new venture, go, join a new company, join another startup. So it's a really, really mixed feeling. And I'd love to get your thoughts. Did you know that this was the base package that they get for being laid off? How many of you knew that this was what it was? I'd be very curious because I did not know how how how, how this was. I thought by reading all those reports that people are just brutal, as in they just cut people and then that was it. And you get nothing. But I did not know they had four months minimum of pay. Leave in the comments below with what your thoughts are. And if that's like, did you know this? Because this is a big deal. This is a really generous package. Now, we're going to end this um, side of things. These four cities will suffer a 2008 crash in home values by Goldman Sachs. What are these areas? Oh, wow. There's a place called San Jose's in this list. San Jose, Austin, Phoenix, Arizona, and San Diego will likely see a boom and bust decline of more than 25%. Um, such declines will rival, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to drop by 25%. But we kind of went over this already in the, let's see, they mentioned it from the, these metros will likely grapple from peak to trough declines, peak to trough of over 25%. Now I showed you the numbers before. We have already been at 20% for Santa, 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 Santa Clara County, the San Jose Metro already. So in a sense, it's kind of like a big laggard of them writing this. It's like, okay, I predict that there's going to be five more percent that there may be a decline. We'll see about that. Like it, is, it already has been. Some other metros, as you have seen with San Mateo County, Alameda County, they have been still declining. They've already hit this number. So it's kind of like I'm making a prediction. I am making a prediction as an investor or as a hedge fund and a banker that home prices will drop from peak to trough by 20%. But wait, Spencer, you already, you already, um, you already, you already dropped by 20%. Oh, don't worry about that. You don't, you didn't know, you did not know that information. You but this is a catcher headline. It's going to drop by 25%. It's going to drop by 20%. It's like, it would have been more interesting if they made this bet when things are on fire. Right, not so much when things have already dropped by twenty to twenty-five percent. It's like that's not a prediction anymore. It already is that way. So some of these are I, I find this very humorous when it comes to like the articles because it already happened. Now, if you did not know the data, then you'd be like, oh my god, they're gonna drop another twenty-five percent, and now we should definitely not do anything. We should sell our home or we should not do anything. But the reality is, this is already assuming from the peak to trough, which you've already seen. From Santa Clara County is 20% already, right? So you're already seeing this. Well, thank you for this comment. It's quite common. And that's the thing. It's quite common in big companies to get three months. That's incredible. Now, I never uh, was fortunate to be at a big company, to have this kind of perk. I've always been at small companies. And if you're at small companies and they go through layoffs, it depends. Small companies are not startups. That's a, that's a different thing, too. Just I'm talking about just small companies, period. They don't have the luxury for this kind of thing. Like me as a business owner, I don't have the luxury to give somebody three to four months severance from somebody that worked here for a year. Like that doesn't make any sense. But yes, thank you for your comment. And that is correct. I also heard there is accelerated vesting. They may just vest it all together so that you can use it. Like that is incredible because then your base pay is done. You have your stock that got now vested that you didn't have to wait it out because who knows down the road where it may be really really fascinating but i mean that's the thing a lot of the 
even though with these job cuts, they still gave this. Now, sure, the process of how they did it was not the great, not the not the greatest, but at the same time, they didn't want to have leaks. So if you're a company, you kind of had this challenge, like you didn't want to have leaks going out because then there'll be a bunch of bad news that'll be spread. So they'd rather just do it cold turkey of like you wake up one day and then you just didn't have a job. Um, there's certainly certainly discussion for that practice, but on the other end, that's what they were trying to deal with. All right. Well, I hope you found this valuable. This was a very big show because there's just so much noise and so much uh, uncertainty. That's why I hear all the time uncertainty. Uncertainty does bring opportunities for those that understand like where they're at and what their goals are over an extended period of time. Right. Because if, it, if everything was good, just think about it. Things were really good in 2020, 2021, 2022. Were you buying a house in that time? Did you try to buy a house? It was incredibly competitive during that time. And, th and this time when there is doubt, because make no mistake, it's not all rosy. I'm not saying it's rosy. I expect there may be further layoffs. But you see all these different things happening. Interest rates have declined. People back in the market. Rent, I didn't even go over that. Rent has increased big time because all those buyers are now renters. Those are like the counterbalances that happen. And so I suspect the year will be relatively flat. I don't think they're going to be have huge gains or huge declines either way. So then there's a question of the time element. Because if you waited six months, you're paying six months of rent or you're living in a smaller house that you're not happy with for six months longer, whereas you could have already made the moves. But those are my thoughts. Those are my closing statements. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me anytime. Love to have a strategy call to go over options. We are being incredibly busy. We have helped so many people with their moves. And we're just getting these calls every single day right now of people thinking about buying or selling and what they should do. I'm happy to have a strategy call to go over a game plan with you. And at the end of the day, you're going to realize most people are probably in a pretty good position to be able to buy a home or make a move. And you're going to see that. And you're going to see a lot more activity through the weeks, especially as we have more new listings coming on the market. Hope you enjoyed the show. See you next time. Bye now.